You are entering the K-N-O-W No Fun Zone with the world's first party coach. And whether you like it or not, we're bringing real fun back to life. Trigger warning up top here. If earnest conversations about balancing partying, friendship, drugs, and health make you cringe, then please get yourself somewhere you can cringe safely. And with that out of the way, let's get this party started. All right, we are here with the first car episode of the No Fun Podcast. <laughs> What's up, Ed? How's it going, Ed? <laughs> we are sitting downtown Chicago right now. We are about to go to Sound Bar, which was actually the second club that I ever went to back when I was in college here. Ben is in town for some rugby, and we decided to go hit the town. Ben, what was the? Do you remember the first nightclub you ever went to? I think it was in high school. There was like a teen club <laughs> in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The name escapes me. Actually, I was trying to remember this the other day, and I cannot remember the name. It doesn't matter. It's lost to time for good reasons. And it was this teen night club. Or one night, it was teen night. And so we, as like high schoolers, would go to this, and obviously we couldn't, like you couldn't buy alcohol or anything there because it was a teen club. And so people would just get annihilated before they go to this place, just be like sloppy drunk. And then it would just be what you think about like middle high school, like bump and grind, just like the most awkward just environment that you can just imagine at like a time of your life when you're already riddled with like insecurity and anxiety and it's yes. just like go into this setting and uh hope you survive you're, you're reminding me of, yeah our version of that it was called zero gravity and i remember going to that in high school and they had a foam party night oh. and i remember being in there i remember they had, it was like 18 and under. See, like you had to show your card to mm-hmm. be sure that you were 18 and under. And there was these guys that were like 23 that had fake IDs <laughs> to, get to try to get in. To I be remember young. being in there like in this what? fun party and then being like, wait, who are these guys? You faked are... your age to be younger. Wow. This is, yeah, so that was pretty gross. I remember <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, this sound, so we're going to sound bar tonight. Who are we seeing? Massane? Yes, yeah. So like a like more melodic, slower house kind of stuff. But. Uh, I want us to talk a little bit today about just like this party coach idea and like journey that we're on, like why I think it's necessary in the world. I Somebody commented on one of my TikToks today. She was like, I feel like you're forcing your idea of fun on us. And I get that sometimes. Like you have to have opinions in this world, right? You've got to make, I think that people should experience this type of fun, but I understand that not everyone's going to pick up on that, but what I was explaining, what coaches do, I think coaches see possibilities in us that we don't see in ourselves. And I guess for you, for somebody, if, if you were going to talk to somebody that hasn't experienced what you've experienced, how would you explain to them the type of fun that you have going out to a nightclub now? I might describe it in a way that isn't maybe a traditional way of thinking of fun, but the way that I like to describe specifically like going out dancing, right? Listening to music, dancing. I think it's one of those rare things where you get to turn off your brain in many ways. So much of life is going through looking from A to B, right? You're like, I need to do my next task, right? I need to do yes. my next thing for the day, my next, whether it's work or the gym or whatever, it's constantly moving left, doing something. And what I like about going out and going dancing is getting to turn that off, I feel like, and mm-hmm. just let loose and just exist, Yes. right? Just, just to be for a period of time yes. and not think about the worries I have in life, not think about things I'm anxious about, not think about all the things that I could go through the day thinking and filling my head up and getting to just not have those go on yes. for a few hours, right? Yes. And 
also I think community I think is a big thing there's people around the scene specifically I found in Nashville going and seeing many of the same people and getting to share that experience too I think I found such I think this is what's led me to become more of an extrovert found such joy in things like dancing and also in the community that comes along with that yes finding people who can like share in that shared joy yes something that I didn't really like when I partied before before I really found this specific going out having fun dancing it was always not (laughs) things that we would do for fun for partying whatever was not that fun yeah, so for yeah. me it was not something I like particularly enjoyed and maybe that's why I didn't really wasn't really super outgoing or extroverted because it was like the things I was doing were not objectively that much fun right yes. for me it was not like the thing that I found fun it was just the people that I had become friends with this is how they had fun Yes. and it wasn't what I necessarily defined as fun and so then I was almost like just going along yes. along with someone else's version of fun versus having found I think now form of fun that I really like and then around that there's a community of other people who enjoy the same thing and again to your point sure there are people who this may never be their fun I think that's alright I think that's part of being human they are all different yes but I think the fact that someone like me who was a serious introvert for the vast majority of my life can discover certain fun like this and completely change who I am and my view on going out and socializing and consider myself pretty extroverted now yes to see my own personal journey to that makes me want to at least give people the opportunity to discover something better that could change their lives in the way that my life was similarly changed but there's the paradox though right because in some ways partying self-evidently like this is fun right I think a lot we take that for granted but for somebody who like either nightclubs or this scene has always felt off limits to them. Mm-hmm. Like that, the possibility that could be fun. Or mm-hmm. on the other side, somebody who's been nightclubbing for 10 years yep. and doesn't know a different way to have fun and is, am I still having this? Like you need somebody to open that potential and like you need to yeah. see somebody else's definition of fun to change your own. So what... Do you remember what those moments were for you about like where that shifted exactly? Or like who you saw modeling that as, oh, this feels like I can have that too. Oh, you're asking for a specific yeah. maybe event? Or yeah. Like, I would probably say where we met, like yeah, yeah. Desert in California, this <laughs> wellness music retreat, yeah, festival yeah. wellness retreat. And I, I think I went up to someone at one point in that event and who was an organizer. And I told them if someone asked me what fun was, this... <laughs> This is how I would find it. This moment when I was dancing in the on the sand with my friends to this awesome music, that is how I would define fun. And I think up to that point, I would not have had that definition. Yeah. So that was, for me at least specifically, the moment. And maybe even, take that back further to that all-night beach yeah. music thing in, in Mexico and Tulum, that was probably at least the first time I saw something like that. And then where we met was the second kind of full like circle moment where I was like oh wow look at this and also look at all these other people letting loose having fun being themselves felt like a no judgment zone like just cut loose do your own thing dance like everybody's watching right (laughs) and to be encouraged and welcome for that I think that was also like very eye-opening for me yeah and changed a lot for me yeah is there do you are you somebody that seeks 
fun in danger. What do you mean by that? I don't know. I think you can interpret it in many different ways, but I noticed from myself, I was such a, uh, like I was that in, in my group of friends, high school growing up, all the moms knew that if I was with the group, like they were safe because I was, I would tell if anything went wrong. Like I was literally that much of a, I wasn't like a snitch, but I was just like the good guy that would make sure that everyone was safe. Yeah, kind of the rave dad. You know? Exactly. And then as I moved through college and afterwards, like I would, I was the guy that would kick in the window at the rave and sneak everybody in. And like, I became, like, I found a lot of fun in doing things that were against the rules and okay. were dangerous. And it really went off the rails for a while, yeah. but I, that became more fun to me was yeah. like knowing I was doing something that was against the rules. Yeah. Uh, I would say to some extent, yes, I enjoy, and again, this is just a life philosophy of mine. I've realized that so many of the rules we've created in life and society and so many things are just made up. We just follow because everybody else does. Yeah. There are definitely times where I'm like, whether it's like at a show or music festival, there's like a maybe an area or like a roped off something and that's just not really something like that. I enjoy that like no one really cares. Yeah. Yes. Attitude. Yeah. So I will say at some level I do enjoy what is that? It's fun to me? No. I just I just my philosophy on just a forgiveness not permission. Yes. Attitude towards many facets of just going just going out doing things like it doesn't have to be even in a going out setting it can just be anywhere. Everyone walking through this kind of path it's preset and it's oh no here's the shortcut like yes. just walk through here yeah you know, just even simple stuff like that yeah i find i don't know i don't think i would say fun but it's just if other people find that fun then if i can help them <laughs> find some fun by breaking the rules a little bit yeah but in a way it's like we're not gonna go to jail for cutting through a side alley or something like that or getting behind you know yeah or whatnot so yeah i'd say to some level i i enjoy i just enjoy doing that but I also think so many people are like locked in society. It's like in life that's just like, I have to follow. I'm in this box. Can't get out of this box. Right? Yes. What is some people are probably not watching, man, to be honest. Like, yeah. For the most part. And even if they are like, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's like, don't do that. It's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I won't do that. And I say that to someone who's a lawyer and also a referee. <laughs> just spend a day officiating laws and telling people, don't do that. Do this. And so it's, I think it's a little ironic that I'm also kind of pretty laissez faire approach. <laughs> There's not really that many rules. Even when I'm driving, it's like, there's not a traffic law. All right, who cares? But So if you were going to design your ideal fun weekend, so you have 48 hours to play around okay. with. It's like Friday afternoon through Sunday evening. What does that weekend look like? Hmm. Is that teleporting somewhere, like from like Friday afternoon? Nah, so let's say it has to be, it has to be realistic. Okay. You have to be in that. Who are you going to be with? Who are you not going to be with? <laughs> what does that feel like? Yeah. I guess for me, it'd be two things. It'd either be, as I just mentioned, rugby-related, like spending a tournament refereeing rugby all weekend with some of my like, close, it's a really close community of referees, fellow referees, and even the players and the coaches and things like that. It's a surprisingly respectful community towards officials, so I really, it's part of what I love. I also love community of all the other referees and us working in teams and stuff together to make the best game possible. So I'd say one answer, one of two, would be that. The weekend spent doing that, facilitating that. Two, probably just going out to some shows, honestly. Just going out listening to good music with, I'd say, most of my close 510 friends in, in Nashville and 
going out maybe Friday, Saturday night, maybe hitting like a Saturday kind of recovery day, gym, maybe brunch or something. Uh, but I'd say just ideally some good acts come in town and, you know, go dance, get a little feral on a dance floor and <laughs> wake up, cover, do the next thing the next night. And, uh, and probably Sunday, Sundays I'm honestly still pretty chill on Sundays. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Not, not too crazy, but this is my ideal. We probably have some kind of like afternoon, more music. I've surrounded, made so much of my life around music these days, and just, it brings me so much personal joy. And again, I've mentioned the community too. Yes. Also enjoy that music, and I think that's the thing too. You mentioned we talked about not to change subjects. People who are maybe scared of nightclubs, and I think there's a difference between like nightclubs that are just like clubs where people go, versus like event venue spaces that it's a show that you're buying a ticket to. Yes. So I think if someone wanted to dip their toes, I would recommend they go to somewhere that's a venue for a specific event. Yeah. Or a specific musical act as compared yes. to a club where you're just, everybody's just going to the club. Yes. You know? So I think that's a better way because then at least everyone is there for, they're buying a ticket to go see. Yes. Some kind of mu- shared musical experience or shared entertainment versus just circulating through a club, circulating through a bar. There's a TikTok that's been going around about this woman who talks about, like, the club is in its flop era, right? Everyone's talking. And a lot of people are agreeing, not just old people like me who are, like, (laughs) used to our hate of clubbing days. But even younger Gen Z is saying, hey, this doesn't feel like what I want it to feel like. And I, what, I'm just so grateful that I got to grow up in the time when the club was popping. And looking back, it was ratchet and pretty dumb and gross yeah. it was the put your hands up in the air club music like the music it was both really good but not it was purposely just to be in the club and yeah. put your hands up and be drunk and dance yeah. uh whereas now i don't think we can't go backwards like i'm very anti-nostalgia i'm i don't want us to be like let's go back to when it was this way we have to move forward so as you look forward and look to see what does a future where technology is integrated, what does a future in the club or what does the future of this look wow. like for you? I could see, this is probably like quite, quite a ways down the road, but I could see a future where you know, VR and stuff like that is getting pretty, the technology is getting pretty good where people could like party with their friends while they're like in their living room. Put on a VR headset and you're in a virtual space yeah. with your friends listening to music. Like, that makes me hurt. I don't, I, so to me, and, and listen, again, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate like the communal nature of being actually around people, Yeah, but I think that could be a, a thing in the future. Whether it's good for humanity or not, maybe a different story. I, let's, I think we're gonna, we have to figure like, that out, right? And a big thing that happened in like recovery and things like that is when the pandemic happened and people started doing zoom meetings everyone was very against it they were like you cannot like get sober on zoom millions of people used it and it turned out to be great and now zoom has become a very important thing and people form real relationships and there are true good things about that and yet nothing beats like there is a different level of being in person and you need things like that I i just i do think going forward we get to figure out a way that the incentive to be in person with people, what does that 
what, how does that experience differ from the VR and why should you choose it over the VR and allow people to choose for themselves and allow people to have that experience. Uh, but I am scared. I do see the Wally future of <laughs> when we fully disappear into that. And well, I guess I'll just ask you, do you notice like a different feeling when you're away from your phone for a while or when you're in those space, how does technology integrate or, or work for you around your friends or around music and stuff? Yeah, I, f I feel, and it's funny, I've, I actually complimented a good friend of mine who it was, she was throwing a show and I complimented her show in a kind of roundabout way and I was like, you probably didn't get a lot of videos and pictures from this from people posted on social media because we were too busy dancing. We were, the music was so good that we weren't even taking our phones out of our pocket. Yeah. I do, I feel like that, I, I often now, when I go to shows and things like that, most weekends, and that I look ahead of time and know the, the artists and things like that are really quality and entertaining, that I am not really thinking about my phone when I'm in the moment. Like I said, turning my brain off and just enjoying being, existing, dancing. I, that's what, that's typically the experience. And maybe that's part of why I do it, honestly, where I get away from that do I want to check for notifications? Do I want to check for email? Do I want to check for this, that, and the other? Yep. Um, I think that's actually, I hadn't really thought about it that way. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's a good metric of what should we be doing. Yes. For fun. Yeah. It's something that takes us away from like thinking about looking at this thing in our pocket, right? Looking yep. at this screen, getting that dopamine hit of you know, someone texted me. Yeah. Notification, yeah. right? Checking a work email. It's yes. the last thing we should be doing. And, I think that's probably a good way to tell people aren't having fun too, is if they're at some kind of event, you could see a bunch of people on their phones. Yeah, that's probably a good sign that they're not having a lot of fun. Yes, and I can be just as guilty of this. Yeah. And I noticed, yeah, me too. You know, I, and, I, and <laughs> as somebody who tries to make content and do this type of work, it's, again, it's another paradox for me. I have pretty strong opinions on, like for me, I think it's okay to check on your phone and to, to take video and things like that. I agree to be standing shoulder to shoulder the whole time, staring at the DJ, taking your phone up and down. To me, if you're not interacting at all with anyone yeah. around you, get, and I've made some TikToks about this and people are like, I go to what you were saying earlier, I go to meditate or I just, I go to be like with myself and the friends. I was like, okay, I, I can see that. However, I do think part of the culture and part of this party coach no fun experience is we are responsible for the vibe of people around us you're not just responsible for your own vibe you are responsible for creating a party culture and experience that is more fun than if you were just doing this on your own or if you're just plugging your plugging it in do you remember when well, i would love to hear your opinion on that yeah and and I think that's the second piece of it, right? I enjoy going to music, even at shows, events, things like that, where I can lose myself in the music. But this, I always tell people, my like other favorite part of that is just connecting with people, meeting people, right? Yeah. I moved to Nashville less than a year ago, and many of the first shows I went to, I didn't know anybody, right? Yeah. And some of my best friends now in Nashville that I go to shows with all the time, literally people that came up to me when at these shows that I went to that I didn't know anybody and they were like, wow, I love, love your energy, love your vibe, just compliments about when I'm just there, have a good time. And, and so I definitely am someone who welcomes that interacting and community building in that moment too. So I yeah. think that's the key 
a, I think it's a two-part thing, right? Yes. Lose yourself a bit in it, but also doing that with other people and when other people read that and match that, then those are people that's all right. Here's some other chill people that like, hey, I maybe we'll be friends, right? Yes. Acquaintances, whatever it might be. Yeah. And so that's something I've probably noticed about myself in the past couple years and I had not really had that before. And I remember, I think I was in like, it was in like LA. I was like visiting a friend out there and we went to this Japanese house music, like very kind of eclectic show and went with a bunch of people who didn't know, like 13 people and it was me and my friend Cece. She took me there and just had a great time, dance, and I turned around to leave and the leader of this group of friends, they're just like, wow, we just really love your energy and your vibe. And that was the first time someone oh, yeah. ever complimented me on that. Yes. And that was what I think was one of the things that also just led me to, I was like, wow, this seems like something I should be doing because I'd never, not that I'm doing this for the feedback or the validation, but it's just, it was nice to hear that from just doing something that maybe been a five years ago be like I could never act like this in public right I can never dance yes. without being like have to drink a bunch or yes. something to feel comfortable doing that yes and, and not to give my whole history here but that was a moment that I think really unlocked for me the path of where I am today yes and it came through others in that in those shared experiences heck yes and yeah to wrap this up a little bit I think ending where we began, which is about potential, right? What you just said of being in a space and creating energy and somewhere to have you compliment your vibe or to create an a experience for somebody else, not just for yourself. In my opinion, that is like a life well lived. <laughs> like that is the purpose of this no fun project. This no fun podcast is it's not just about you. And I think I have a lot of difficulty as I talk about this project and branding and like turning a business out of it because when you want to sell something to somebody, they want it for themselves. Absolutely. Like you're giving it to themselves, right? And I still haven't figured this out. And I'm <laughs> grateful that you're coming along on this journey to help us get closer to what this feels like because I do believe this can be a business. But I would love to just hear from you based on what you've talked to me and what you've seen yourself, what is the future of this no fun project and what role do you see yourself playing? Yeah, I think the future is trying to bring this, what you just elucidated, right? This message of, you know, uh, allowing people to be creators of their own fun, yes. not just consumers of others' fun or others' experiences, right? Yes. And helping hopefully to unlock that, like you said, potential. I think that is, I think that's what, what it's all about, right? It's each and every person has that, I think, potential to create fun for themselves and also expand to others. And I think it just, for different people, there's gonna be different levels, different steps to get to that point. Yes. But I think that's, I, I think you really just said it for me really pretty well, <laughs> honestly. And I think if me sharing my story and my experiences and even my ongoing experiences and struggles and things like that if that can in any way help others to find similar outcomes and experiences and enjoy in their social lives and, and partying yes uh, then I, I can't think of really anything more fulfilling honestly than helping others to find a, a similar thing me too and we're starting here in 
We're about to go into a nightclub. It's a Saturday night, right? Because this is what I know best, right? I know this place. But at the same time, we talk to so many people. One of the first questions we ask them in this no fun challenge is like, what was fun for you when you were seven? What was fun for when you were 17? And for me, that was theater or that was sports, right? It was those other types of things. And for some people, not necessarily going back, but seeing that as a new path to fun for them, your fun doesn't have to be going to a nightclub right? It can be. And I think it's one of the fastest, most visceral ways to share that experience. Sure. But a lot of people need a different type of fun. Yep. And to allow yourself to see that as a possibility for yourself, that alone is progress. And so if you take anything from this <laughs> podcast today for Ben and I, it's that a different fun is possible for you. And if you're not open-minded to that and having other people in your life that are modeling that for you let this be that model today oh yeah ben thanks for knowing fun with me let's go dance yeah <laughs>